It's time to start rallying around America's young conservatives and explore what it means to be a young Republican in the 21st century, in a world where it seems like everyone under 30 must be a liberal. These are the stories you haven't heard before from the voices of America's young conservatives. So let's find out what it truly means to be raised right. So I'm here with Caitlin Green, who I actually met through kind of a random circumstance when my lawsuit started. We connected through a mutual friend and found out we had a lot in common. She's a super great young lady um, who's got, you know, a lot to speak on, a lot of same experiences with, similar to mine, but then also, you know, has some background to kind of talk about this move from ASU to try to mandate the vaccines. I thought she'd be perfect to have on for that. So hi, Caitlin. Hi, well, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Absolutely. So for our audience that obviously isn't as familiar with you as I am, why don't you kind of just tell us how you ended up at ASU and what your experience is like there, like what you studied. Um, Just give us give us a breakdown. Yeah, so my story is very, very unique. Um, I think so I started off at ASU and I really wanted to become a nurse. And but I also had a really huge passion for broadcast journalism. I was like, which one I'm going to, which one should I do? Which one should I pursue? And somehow the good Lord was like, you can do both. So I went to ASU and I asked her, one of my um, advisors on how I could do both. And she said, you can't, it's emotional suicide. I said, oh, I can't. And she was like, no, you can't. So (laughs) myself, knowing me, I was like, no, I can watch me. Like (laughs) if anybody knows anything, you know, the most about yourself, you know? So what I did is I found a new program. So I continued my journalism degree at ASU and finished that up. And I just found a different program through a different school. And I juggled both. I mean, it was hard. (laughs) It wasn't emotional suicide. I don't think, I think it was doable. Um, But I went to school seven days a week, working three jobs and taking 37 credit hours. So it was a unique experience, but I'm so blessed by it. So humbled by it. And it's honestly been the best journey I could have ever thanked the Lord for. Wow, that's inspiring. I mean, for anybody that says that they can't juggle everything, you're living proof that you can. That's insane. Thank you. Yeah. Same with you. Look at oh, you. Thank you. <laughs> that's seriously inspiring, though, because I know obviously nursing is a huge demand and then journalism is a huge demand. So be able to do both. That's really cool. Exactly. Well, thank you so much. Yeah. So we actually connected um, and I heard your story from both our mutual friend as well as your mom actually reached out to me and kind of shared it too and sent me a picture of you after hearing from one of your professors in the Cronkite School of Journalism that you couldn't use Fox News as a source because it wasn't reputable or whatever. And I haven't heard this full story. So I, I wanted to have you kind of share that and what, what happened. Yeah, there's been so many situations at ASU, and honestly, my experience at ASU, it wasn't awful. College was such a great experience for me. However, there was just a lot of moments where I experienced brokenness within their journalism program. So for starters, they approved a pitch saying Colin Kaepernick is the new Pat Tillman, but they wouldn't air my story on how the number one cause of death within the law enforcement population is suicide. I also had a professor tell the class to write a story on how Trump puts women down and to find factual information to back up his bias claim, you know, and then he also on top of that said I wasn't allowed to use Fox 10 or just Fox in general as a source, but I could use CNN, I could use the Wall Street Journal, I could use anything besides Fox. And I think it has a lot to do with the fact that CNN is a 
kind of just that's who they part with, you know. So they literally play it in the newsroom and they make us sign a contract to abide by their rules, but yet they don't follow it. So the standards are not aligned. Yeah, that's very true. That's what I found out too. It's like they want you to follow this very rigid format that they break all the time, which is part of, you know, what what started my lawsuit. So when you go into the classroom and you hear these things, I mean, what's what's going through your head? Yeah, it's it's an awful feeling and it's hard because in that moment I just didn't have the time to really fight back and really have that respectful conversation with them to bring it up, you know. So, I mean, I was respectful and I would just say, you know, I don't believe in that. So, um, I don't feel comfortable writing about that or I would write about it, but I would change it change the format in a way where it would adjust to my views rather than their views because they tell us to report the truth, report the truth. But I'm like, you're not reporting the truth right now. You know, you're telling me to write a story on your opinion. And that's, that's not what journalism is about at all. So it's just standing up for what you believe in. And you are a exact representation of that. So. Well, thank you. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure similar to you when I walked in and kind of had those experiences, especially, you know, my last year um, being defined so much by a single tweet really kind of learn just how um, strict and how much they really push a one-sided agenda, which like you said, is not the truth, is not, you know, what it's supposed to be about. And part of the reason that I started this podcast is to share and shed some sunlight on this because it's the best disinfectant and bring it to truth, you know? And I think a lot of students kind of struggle with this idea of you know, I'm given an assignment that I don't agree with. I have to write about this. I don't agree with it. Do I fake it till I make it to get a good grade? Or do I stay true to my values and risk failing? Did you ever have that dilemma? Honestly, it's so hard for me because I've always grown up being that straight A student. And if I got a B, I would freak out, you know? Um, So it was really hard and I would have to settle for Bs or other grades. And there was definitely a time where I wrote a very well-written story and I did not get the grade I wanted to. And, you know, at that point, I was just like, it's not worth it. As long as I'm passing at this point, I have other priorities in my life right now that are bigger than this. It's like, you know, if he wants to be that way, I'm not going to get down to your level. So you do you and I'm going to go do me and I'm going to go become a nurse and I'm going to become a journalist that I want to be because your opinion does not shape me at all. Absolutely. And having confidence in who you are is so so important. Yeah, that's huge. I love that because I feel like a lot of people, unfortunately, kind of get pushed around by this just to to do their best. And there's more to life than just a letter grade by your name, right? Like there's so much more to... It's just jumping on the bandwagon and, oh, well, this is what they want me to do. This is right. No, it's not about that. You know, you need to be strong in what you believe and really, you know, just stick to your guns. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, it's gotten worse, if not better across the country. We just had a effective from North Korea go on national television and said, you know, my experience in a, in a American school was way more strict and way more rigid than when I left in North Korea. I mean, if that doesn't sound alarms for people, what our kids are going through, I don't know what will. That's crazy to me. Yeah. These kids are going to be shaped. And think about the little ones, the ones that are in kindergarten, first grade, second grade. They're being shaped. You know, that's their future, you know, and all of these logical inconsistencies that are being put into their head. It's going to shape the future into who knows what. 
I know it's scary because we're college kids, right? Like we're old enough to be able to think for ourselves. A lot of us don't do it, but we can do it. I mean, elementary kids, like they don't know. They, they don't know what is they're being taught. They just think that it's all, all good. And so parents really need to get involved um, with what's going on and, and know what their kids are being taught. So I want to kind of switch gears here. This is another reason I wanted to have you on and think you're perfect for this. As a nursing graduate, the latest move by ASU to try to essentially mandate the vaccine for students. So for anybody that hasn't been caught up on this story, ASU came out with a new policy for fall 2021 saying that if you're vaccinated, you don't have to wear a mask, you don't have to get tested, basically just go back to normal, like what it was before COVID hit. If you're not vaccinated or you don't upload your vaccination card to your health portal as a student, you have to do daily health checks. You have to get tested twice a week for COVID and you have to wear a mask, not only inside, but outside when it's 120 degrees out in Arizona. I mean, that's just madness to ask of anybody. So they come out with this policy, Doug Ducey. Well, I want to back up. Did you see the policy before like anything happened? Yes, I, I'm with you. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. What was your reaction when you read that? I was flabbergasted, I guess you could just say. Um, my chin dropped to my chest. I just think it's awful. I've worked in the ER for three years now. I've experienced COVID firsthand. Yes, was it was it a huge deal? Yes, it was. You know, people did lose their lives. ICUs were packed, you know. Um, but right now our levels are so low. I don't think we've had more than two positive patients in the last month. You know, our numbers are so low. So it is, it is, we need to get back to normal. We need to start re just making a movement where we're our, you know what I'm trying to say? Like we're back to normal. You know, we don't need to be wearing these masks. These masks are making people sicker. You know, you're breathing in your own air. Half these people find their mask on their floor and put it on their face. You know, you're breathing. People are getting pneumonia from these masks. You know, they're, and I don't think it's a logical situation at all. Right. And it's been proven to be illogical the whole time with these new Fauci emails coming out where he's point blank told his colleagues, the masks don't work unless they're medical grade, they're pointless. And exactly. yet and all of our doctors that go into these rooms, and I can't stress this enough, they're wearing their respirators, they're wearing their air filters, they're gowning, they have face shields. They are literally going into these rooms so protected while we're walking around the house in our cars. For that fact, people are wearing their masks in their cars by themselves, you know, and it's just like, that's not protecting you. It's a piece of cloth. It doesn't filter, you know? Right. So and people don't understand that. Like a doctor's not going to go into a COVID positive room with just their little paper mask on and be like, I'm protected. Like that's not how it works. And people aren't understanding that. Right. Exactly. It's a totally different, totally different type of protection than just face mask. Yeah. And so you go back to the schools and it's like a control tactic. It's how far and how much, you know, can we mandate on these kids before they start to push back? How far and how much can we ask of them before they start to stand up? And, you know, they were going pretty far. I mean, it's this essentially the equivalent of being like, show me your papers, show me that you're vaccinated, show me. I mean, that's, that's so wrong on so many levels. And it's so hard because many people have that mindset of what's the problem with this when all other vaccine records are required for school attendance. And, but the answer is so clear. The COVID vaccine is not FDA approved. You know, you just have to think about it. Like no other vaccine has been pushed this hard. 
And that's just a little strange to me personally. Believe me, I'm not like one of those anti-vaxxers, but what's so irritating is that people are using this term so loosely to belittle people that aren't receiving it. So for instance, some people are like, oh, you don't care about the people around you. You're just being selfish. But no, it's quite the opposite. It's sending a message to open your eyes that this vaccine does not make me feel comfortable. And by any means, it should not make you feel safe. You know, and it's so hard to like get, get it if you want to get it, obviously, but don't force me. It's my body, my choice. That's how the saying goes, right? <laughs> yeah. So it's not the universe's choice. It's my choice. And if you think this is a way to protect yourself by what the so-called media, your celebrities that you follow, your influencers that you follow, um, and the CDC is telling you, you can go right ahead and think that. But meanwhile, like I want to protect myself from a virus, how every person did back in the good old days where you exercise, you have that diet, you take your probiotics, you take zinc, and you follow those immune boosting responses. Like that's how you protect yourself from a virus. So I will not be getting a vaccine that has not gone through the process to properly get approved, you know? So yeah, absolutely. And I'm so glad that you brought all those points up because they're, they're great ones. It's not FDA approved, which a lot of people don't know or don't care about, but I'm not going to put something in my body that isn't approved by, you know, that organization. That's terrifying. Yeah. So, and it's so hard too, because I work in emergency healthcare and I never got COVID once and I've gotten tested, but I never got it. And on top of that, we're not required to get it. Me working in the ER does not, I, I don't have to get it, but colleges, college campuses have to. So I just don't think that makes sense at all. It's like, how dare you force a vaccine that hasn't been around long enough to see the impact and the long-term side effects it has, you know? And now that we're talking about the side effects, actually, studies show that less than, I believe it's 2% are reported, which doesn't seem bad, but take this, that figure is still more than all the vaccine injuries from 1995 to present. So how is that okay? Yeah, it's not. I mean, these stats would be glaring to people that this isn't this isn't right, you know, and like you said, and like Doug Ducey said, he goes in his order to basically stop ASU from moving forward with this. He put out an executive order saying, no way, not happening. Um, yeah. The vaccine works, which works for something. We're not sure what yet, but um, it is a choice. You know, it's the same type of thing, like a flu shot. Yeah. And I love what you said about where are all the people of my body, my choice. What about free choice, free thought, free whatever? It's it's such a control tactic and it's terrifying. Yeah, and it's so funny that you brought up the flu vaccine because that's not required for college. And the most important concept that I really want to express is that these college students are at a childbearing age where their reproductive health and it matters. And we don't know if this vaccine has RNA changing tactics, you know, but long complication, long-term complications are there. So I don't know. I think I, we're just at this point where HIPAA is not a thing, you know, right. you either have a right to be mask-free um, because you're vaccinated or you're not vaccinated and you have to wear that mask, but yet you just single people out and their personal health history is exposed now. Right. Yeah. It's like they have that star on their, their chest or their sleeve saying, I'm not vaccinated, you know, and then everyone looks at you weird. You have to be treated differently. It's, it's just so divisive and just on a social level, so wrong. So I'm glad that Juicy stepped in and told him absolutely not. I think that was a very, very yeah. bold and very necessary move um, on his part because it can't happen. 
Yep, and I think once Governor Lake gets in, she's going <laughs> yeah, to as great as a job. So, yes, she's very, very strong, which is what the state state mm-hmm. needs. Yeah, so. with all this fun stuff we've been through. So I know, and like you said, it's time to go back to normal. It's time to just live our lives. And for people that are that are terrified of getting COVID then get the vaccine. If you get it, it should be enough if you really believe in it to protect you from it. You know, you shouldn't be asking everybody else to get it. Same, like you get the flu shot to protect you. You don't get the flu shot to protect everybody else, right? So it's interesting how they're they're treating it so differently and raises a lot of questions that we'll continue to ask and try to dissect in this podcast. And try to get that, yeah. All about research and just knowing what you're getting yourself into, you know. Instead of just posting your little COVID vaccine, being on your Instagram, and everyone's like, "Oh, well, I have to do that now." I'm like, no, no, <laughs> it's like a trend, right? It's like the stupid black squares that they did. Like, if you didn't do that, then you weren't cool and you weren't part of the yeah. cool kids club. It's like, who cares? Like, you're racist, or yeah. and it's like, no, like that's not that's not what this is about. Yeah, you know? they love to throw that word around. They love to throw that word, and they also yeah. with COVID. Love to say, oh, you're not vaccinated. Do you not care about your grandma? Do you not care about your family? It's and then people are hugging each other with these little outfits on to protect them. I'm like, that's not how this works. Life's too short. You know, you could die in a car accident tomorrow. Your chances of dying from a car accident are way higher than diving dying from COVID. Mm-hmm. So. And another point, we've had how many doctors come forward and said, if you're not immunocompromised. The vaccine has proven to be a bigger risk to you than COVID itself. Yep, exactly. Why people feel so pressured to take it? Exactly. So, well, thank you for your time. I really appreciate you coming on to share all this information with us, with your expertise, and congrats on passing. What what exam was it again? Remind me. My NCLEX. So that is the exam that actually certifies me to be a nurse. So I'm a nurse now. I'm an ER nurse. So I'm super excited. That's awesome. God's good. All glory to God. Yes. We're lucky to have someone like you in that field um, fighting for for health and for people's rights. We're lucky to have you. (laughs) (laughs) I just talk. That's it. I talk and shed light. And you're a leader. So that's what matters. Thank you so much. It's been great to have you on. Keep us posted. Any new developments for you and we'll be in touch. Perfect. Thank you. Enjoy this episode of Raised Right? Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app to catch the next episode. And be sure to like and follow us on Instagram at Raised Right Podcast and Facebook and Twitter at Raised Right Pod. Podcasts by Federated Media.